1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms
0: and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast with me, Russell, and with Peter, who's back. Hello, Peter. Hey, Russ. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's good to see you back. Um, after a week of reflection, I should imagine, following your training ground bust up with an unspecified fellow podcast team member. <laughs> my, yeah. my decision I to you... bust up everyone. My decision to drop you was purely tactical, I have to say. Um, And that last pod squad also featured Andy Bass in goal uh, because he's taller than Andy Bravery. That's why I put him in there between the posts. Um, Spurs fan Oli missed out because he was still um, carrying a minor injury, affecting his eyesight and in particular his ability to see a Harry Kane special, even when it backed into him blatantly uh, without any intention of playing the ball. Um, However, today it's all change again as Disgrace Peter is back and joining him making his debut appearance for this, um, well, extra midweek fixture, you could call it, is an Albion fan and a game designer now. Um, An interactive fantasy football game has been devised by the man that is joining us today. It is Mr. Joe Kukutza. How are you doing, Joe?
2: Hi, Ross. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Nice to be on. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent.
1: Well, very warm welcome to the show. It's really good to have you on. Um, You're probably what we could describe in this analogy as a promising academy prospect um, for whom we have high hopes. There we go. (laughs) Um, And we'll we'll get into the the why's and wherefores of what we're talking about in terms of the game in due course. But let's start with um, your Albion history. Now, we had a chat on the phone the other day. And I understand you're from Worthing, uh, same as me originally, um, also same as me, you're now living in London and and Peter as well. Um, but tell us your background in terms of how it all began for you as a football fan, as an Albion fan and so on.
2: Yeah, well, I, I have to put my hands up and say I was um, I grew up in Worthing and I was brought up um, by a West Ham supporting father as a West Ham fan as a kid. Um so I had the uh, the Avco West Ham kit when I was you know seven years old or whatever it was eight years old, um, but it was actually oh, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's the, these things happen it's funny how 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 that um, some some elements of your childhood can be can be left behind uh, as you grow up uh, that's 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 definitely one of them um, so it was actually not until it was it was actually on my fifteenth birthday it was the ninth of December Wednesday the ninth of December uh, nineteen ninety two and my brother rob who's 8 years older than me uh took me to the goldstone for my my first ever experience of of brighton um and it was a i can't remember what it was called and it was probably the auto glass windscreen's trophy or something um, and we beat bournemouth 2-1 um and yeah I was i was, I was yeah so it was that was my 15th birthday it was uh, um a, a, a one of those moments where you you know, you experience something you've never experienced before as a as a teenager, and you're like, "This is great." I I kind of kind of loving this. Not not just the fact that I could sort of freely smoke cigarettes like a like a grown up um, with my with my older brother, but you know the uh, my first experience of 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 the, the the chanting and the and the atmosphere of being in in amongst the group of of football fans, and and I think you know we'd all agree that there's something having been to lots of grounds since and, and experienced football in lots of different environments, something really special about the North stand at the Goldstone ground. Um, so that was my first experience. Um, and then actually used to go, there was a kind of group of us. I, I went to uh, Chatsmore in Worthing. And so that was, had quite a big catchment area. as a Catholic school. Um, not that I'm Catholic, but that, so there was people, kids from school kind of from dotted all along the, the train line from Shoreham and Lansing. And there was a, there was a little group that used to go to the Goldstone fairly regularly. So I used to, we used to go, I don't know, probably once, once, once a month, once every six weeks or something, we'd, uh, a little group would kind of go along. Um, we had one uh, junior membership between us that would get past uh, behind the back because we all got in for whatever it was, you know, a couple of quid. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so that was, that was kind of, that was the beginning for me. Um, I then, yeah, we used to, I'd say, go kind of, yeah, on and off really through the through the nineties, um, culminating in uh, we, we weren't very organised, to be honest. So um, when it came to the end of the ninety seven season, we didn't have tickets um, for the last game. Uh, we were there was a group of us who were amongst the I think there must have been a couple of thousand fans outside trying to get in. Um, we engaged in a mm. Pretty hilarious game of cat and mouse with uh, Sussex Police's uh, finest, um, including which I think is still probably my 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 favourite sort of Albion chant, stroke non-Albion chant, which was when uh, someone someone came up with uh, the bill. It's just like watching the bill when we were were outside. Um, So that was uh, yeah, that was obviously a a, a strange and sort of emotional uh, day. We actually it was about six of us someone opened a, a gate kind of swung open um pretty much at, at at the 90th minute um in the in the northwest corner uh, and a few of us ran in sort of did a kind of rugby sort of shimmy to avoid a couple of uh, a couple of people who were trying to stop us and and then just sort of barged our way to the touchline yeah. where everyone was sort of gathered waiting for the final whistle um it was yeah i mean that was i mean still thinking back to that it gives you kind of goosebumps but um yeah I oh, need to say we didn't then we weren't organized enough to have um uh tickets for hereford so we uh listened to that on 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 the radio in a, a flat in in worthing and uh when we when we got the equaliser, we all sort of burst out onto the street and i think we we sort of thought that this would be happening down the people would be running into the road screaming and shouting of course they weren't so sort of sort of five <laughs> five of us, sort of. Uh, I think my, my dad had got my dad to shave a seagull into the back of my head for, to mark the occasion. But yeah, so yeah, that's that was kind of, that's where it started. And then I put my hands up, so I, 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 I never made it to, to Gillingham. Uh, and even actually in the intervening years, I didn't get to the with Dean very much. I was, when I left uni, I worked, um, I went to work in the betting industry. I was a trader at Labbrooks to begin with. Uh, and then I left and founded uh, me and another guy founded our own um bookmakers. Uh so kind of weekends were were pretty much out. So I I, I went a few away. Um then I went traveling for in two thousand eleven. It was Coinciding with uh, with the Amex, um, and that was the first time. Actually, it was the second season because I, I, again, not being very organised, uh, everything in the kind of run up to the the first season. So I, I, I got my first season ticket in the uh, second season at the Amex, and have been going ever since, and and get to uh, a lot of away games, sort of making the most of my uh, my, my free weekends. Yeah. Excellent. And so, who
1: were you? Who, who would you say were your idols, your favourite players, growing up in the earlier, the earlier stage you can remember, and later on as well?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, the players that really, the players that really stick in my, in my mind were um, possibly not so much for their their their, their, their on field uh, prowess, that obviously he, he he improved over time. I mean. John crumplin sticks in my mind. Uh, Rob Hodner, uh, I think almost. Uh, to be honest, I think I remember these players more because of the because of the chance uh, associated with them and because of their sort of their sort their of status in the eyes of the fans. Um, but obviously, yeah, obviously, you know, remembering that that time when Liam Brady was at the club and you know, um, when Jimmy Case, when Jimmy, I don't know what year that would have been ninety six, five six, can't remember. Yeah, um, about that. Yeah. I think the uh, genuinely I think my, my memories of those are are, are are benched around around the the crowd's reaction, you know, the Jimmy's gonna get you and all those you know, that that kind of that experience as a you know, as a kid really, um at, at those games where you're you you're you're drawn into that atmosphere as well. Uh, yeah. more recent yeah. times, um who would be my I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, you can't not include Glenn Murray in that list, really. Um, I'd say out of the current crop of players, I'm. Mm, it's, I, I don't know. Actually, it's a, it's a tough one to tough one to answer. I think I've obviously always been a fan of Donkey. I, I remember actually being on. Uh, me and my brother had gone to. I think it was Barnsley away. Must have been. It was the year uh, the Oscar Garcia year. Um, and doing the Radio Sussex phone in after the game and saying uh saying that I'd felt that um uh that it was uh, it was time that Lewis Dunk uh, got a look in, in the first team uh for the kind of last half dozen games of the season or whatever because you know, Gordon Greer was looking increasingly uh, out, out of his depth. Um just great to have to have sort of watched the Albion week in, week out and seen seen his his kind of his rise as well. Um, yeah Bruno, I suppose would be the other one you just think of in terms of that sort of legend of the of the club
1: absolutely and I mean so in terms of going back sort of through the years from the goldstone onwards um where, where did you where did you tend to frequent within the Goldstone when you did get to games was it because um, I'm thinking age wise you would have been so you would have probably gone I guess somewhere first and then later on to the north stand
2: yeah, no, that yeah but it was, it was always the uh it was always the the north stand for me um oh, all right yeah mm-hmm. that's think i don't i don't think uh i don't think i ever um don't think i ever went anywhere else to be honest so yeah yeah
1: excellent and in the amex era you're now you've got a season ticket um, now. out yeah west,
2: west lower um with a, a guy who i went to school with uh and a couple of other chaps there that i've grown to know through uh through them so yeah. yeah, it's good got a good spot. There's a nice nice little group of people around there. And uh, there's a there's a little bit of noise comes from us and a few people, a few rows behind us. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's great.
1: Similar with me, actually, in the West Upper. We've got a lot of ex-North standards like myself who I think it's just sort of a generational thing they've shifted to now they're a certain age it seems to be a gravitational pull to go to the west upper and indeed yeah. as you've mentioned the west lower as well it's one of those things isn't it um yeah and you know it's, it's a bit difficult sometimes to travel down do you manage to get to most games because you're in london now aren't you so uh... yeah
2: i do um yeah i go to pretty much every home game i i, I can and it's the odd one i can't can't make um but yeah i do my best um yeah, hmm. I what's your there.
1: typical match day? What, what what do you normally do? Do you to um, get the train down, meet up friends and pubs that sort of thing? Yeah, it's
2: not too bad for me. I can I can if I'm in a rush, I can leave my house at one and be at the ground for kickoff. Um, and then depending on who's who's going, who's around, stick around for a couple of beers after. Um, probably the I go to quite a lot of away games, so uh, hmm. there's a group of us that will probably do one or two a season where, um, you know, we probably start. <laughs> a little bit earlier make a day of it um so my my brother rob i mentioned he he sort of you know got me supporting Brighton. he lives in sheffield these days so uh sort of make a point of going to quite a few uh games up north with him i will i'll stay up at his for the weekend and we'll go to kind of wherever
1: yeah excellent that's good yeah the away days are always my favorite it's always good fun (laughs) isn't it and uh uh, certainly peter and uh you've you've had a fair few
0: haven't you in
1: your time as well yeah Um,
0: yeah Definitely too many. I think probably over year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, that's what I was going to say. That's one of the really sad things about this situation. Is uh, like with COVID. I mean, even even when fans are allowed back in the ground, it feels like it'll be quite a long time before away away fans are allowed. Yeah, uh, I was looking at,
0: do... at the um, Albion YouTube site earlier and looking at the clips of the QPR away game in the promotion season, and the idea that we'd be had so many people piled into that that very small away end, and yeah, I have no idea when we'll be allowed to have a full away end like that again. For
2: yeah, and it's it, it's everything that goes with it. You know, it's the train, it's the pubs before, like the 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 proximity of all those people. It's yeah, it's really uh, it's really it's pretty grim to, to to not have that as part of football at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's, it's such a shame, and hopefully it won't be for too long. Um, in terms of the Amex, though, um, just to finish on the Albion story stuff, what's your favourite <laughs> memories and maybe your your biggest nightmares from the Amex era so far? What, what's, what's really thrilled and uh, shocked you? <laughs> uh,
2: okay, on and off the I pitch,
1: mean, whatever you like.
2: <laughs> I think the low point has to be the playoff second leg against Palace. That was just... Grim in every way. Um, uh, the, the 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 Sheffield Wednesday uh, second leg was was sort of uh, that was really painful in a way that felt. I think I mentioned when we spoke the other day. Ross, the next morning, I went went to my local Betfred shop and placed uh, placed quite a significant chunk of money on on Brighton to win. The, the league the following season, which obviously we didn't quite manage to do. Um, but yeah, that, thanks, that, Jack Grealish. Really, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Uh, that Palace game was <laughs> definitely the—I'd say that's the low point. Obviously, the high point is is promotion. Although, in a funny way, like I think we all, we all knew we were gonna we were gonna get there. Um, so that, that the, the actual day it happened was almost like a release of all the excitement and emotion that had built up over the over the course i remember the one of my one of the earlier probably must have, must have been my first season there there was a friday night game and we beat sheffield wednesday 3-1 played really well i think buckley uh he might have, he might have scored two he scored there was he scored one really good goal i think in that in that game um and there was a big crowd of us went that day um my friend adam had taken his son for his his first ever Albion game his son who was a, a apparently a man united fan and is subsequently i think that that game that was his for his first brighton game and that uh that turned him into a brighton fan so yeah those sort of those i think that you know often i think the the, the memories and the matches that you remember uh as being special often about who, who you're with and you know what what the day sort of meant uh more more so probably than what happens on the pitch but
1: yeah well now let's let's get on to the, the the main subject um for getting you on particularly at this time um, much as it's been good to hear your Albion story what you're doing at the moment is very interesting as well um because you've devised a an interactive fantasy football game um which has just come online i think you said on the call the other day we were having uh, august was it came out yeah is that right could you so do you want to explain a bit more about the genesis of the game how it came about and um what it entails
2: yeah so um yeah, I've, uh, I'm have the founder of a, a company called Fanslide. Um, so we, as a, there's a group of us involved, there's four full-time guys and a, and a group of uh, developers working on it as well. Um, I, As I said, I, I used to work in, in the betting industry. I've always been a sort of recreational gambler uh, and a big football fan. So I watch a lot of football and I'm one of those people who uh, sort of find themselves having a bet on a football match not particularly because I have any view or I I'm I, you know I have an opinion that I want to back or whatever, but generally because I'm a bit bored and I want to kind of make it a bit more interesting. Um, when I've pitched the 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 business and the idea of fan side that the for some reason I, I, I the game I always talk about is Burn, Burnley Southampton. It's it's Monday night. It's Burnley Southampton. You're watching it because it's football on the telly and you, you know you don't really. You don't really care about it. You you don't you're not emotionally involved in that match. Uh so you have a bet on the you know who's gonna win or next goal score or whatever it might be to kind of make that interesting. So and really it was it was on one of those occasions that I, I really started thinking about what could be done differently to make watching football more interesting, uh to to recreate the kind of emotional excitement you have when you're watching when for us when we're watching the Albion. Uh if you imagine that the sort of top of a pyramid of how involved and how emotionally engaged you are in football at the top is you're watching your team. If you move down, you're probably involved when you're watching teams you particularly dislike, whether that's uh palace or whoever it might be um, uh, all the way down to, you know, teams that you have a sort of vested interest in, or you, you quite like you rather Arsenal beat United than the other way around or whatever it might be, but you kind of trickle down and, and you sort of lose. You're not, you're not emotionally involved in 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 the way that you are when you're watching your team so so i was kind of thinking about what i know about betting and the, the sort of psychology of uh, when people place bets the, the the sort of the dopamine spike the risk reward um and think about really wanting to create a game that effectively did all that for you um but that didn't involve you 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 placing bets that it was it was actually a, a, a game, like a fantasy football style game. Um, so that was really the, the sort of genesis of that, the, the idea behind Fanslide. Um, I did a little bit of work on a, a, a sort of concept, and then back in 2017, there was, uh, got together with a couple of other guys, a couple of, of I'm, I'm not from a technical background, so I had got a couple of techies involved, Chris and Joff Black. Um, we Sort of founded a company, and um, we built a prototype of the game. Um, it's one of those. You look back at the first version; it's yeah, it's quite funny. Um, but we, yeah, we worked we worked together, and we uh, we had a group of, of testers, quite quite a few of them uh, Albion fans, people that I go to the football with, um, and we iterated the game to uh, um, to something approximating what it what it is today. So the FanSide is a is an in-play fantasy football game uh, that's played on a. You have to download the FanSlide app. Um, it's it's live. You play it on one-off matches as as they take place. Uh, so we we have a, a a data license from Opta. So we take an Opta data feed that is it's highly detailed. So they Opta actually collects an insane level of detail very quickly when the match is on. So they have three guys punching in um, what's happening in the game live. We get that feed the minute it gets punched into their database. And we process that and we create a a, a kind of feed of our own of fan slide events. uh, And we apportion points to to those events. So a goal is worth 20 points in fan slide. An assist is worth 10, uh, a uh goalkeeper save is three points, a tackle is two points, an interception is one point, getting caught offside is minus one. So we have a range of um of of events in the match that we award points to. And again, we spent a long time kind of researching the and uh, the points our points uh, scoring um system. Uh and I think we did we actually well I know we did a really good job with that. So it's thing in the match. We, we wanted it to always be about the individual player's contribution. So you don't lose points for conceding a goal, for example, uh, although you do gain points if, you, if you've kept a clean sheet, depending on the, the period of time. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good and it's what's interesting. One of the things we were sort of worried about would be that it would be too complicated. You know, in, in fantasy Premier League, you know, you, there's only a handful of, of point scoring events, um which don't really reflect uh don't necessarily reflect you know players contributions there's lots of very good mm. footballers who you would never have in fpl because they just don't score goals or assists <clears throat> um so we were i suppose one of the concerns was that we'd over complicate that but actually it's funny when you play the game you see the events coming in it feels very intuitive in terms of what earns how many points yeah. and so that those yeah, <laughs> you st- still with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still with. So, those, so they, they, these events arrive in the app. The top third of the game screen is a what we call a VIDI printer, but probably people younger than me wouldn't know what that means. Um so the events arrive in there, and then you as the as the person playing fan slide, uh you have three slots that you can slide players into where they score you points. Um so you decide who occupies those those slots during the course of the game, uh, and you can slide players in and out. Uh, using them for for a limited amount of time each um, and and rack up points as you go so it's it's really it's really interactive um like i say you're, you're seeing the events on fan slide immediately they happen on the pitch um originally we again one of our concerns was that the data would arrive too slowly for it to feel really live um but actually it arrives so fast we 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 slow it down at times to to ensure that it doesn't uh, ruin your experience wow that, yeah <laughs> So it's actually a really, good way of, it's a really good way of following a game that you're not watching as well. Or if you're listening to a game on the radio, it's a really good way of seeing exactly what, what had happened, which player did, did what. Um, a yeah, really good way of, of keeping up with it. And actually, the, again, because of the way we apportion the points, if you, if you look at the... the, the we have a, what we call the stat centre um, to one side of the game screen that you can swipe over and look at. And you see all the players' point breakdowns and you see the kind of match match stats you've got your standard you know whatever shots on target etc but but also a distribution of attacking and defensive fan slide points so you can kind of see which way the game's going um so the game itself that that that's the sort of core of the game itself but it's really about creating that interest and excitement and engagement emotional attachment and uh, emotional engagement with the with the game on the other side of the game screen is the the standings so there's a table of all the users playing the game at any one moment in time uh, and, and, and a chat room um, so again this was um part of our original plan was was for it to be something that brings brings football fans together creates you know a, a platform of for entertainment and excitement and and have a social element to it as well um with with covid uh, that's i think that's that's become even more important and it's been really good you know, we've only we've only just soft launched. Uh, we actually went on the App Store, I think it was the beginning of September. Um and we've only done a very limited amount of marketing. So it's you know, we're still really in a sort of test beta phase. Um, but, but really encouraging to see, see people in the chat. People, you know, it's actually everyone's stuck at home at the moment watching football on the on the TV on their own. Um, and it's nice to have a forum where you know there's a bit of healthy competition. Um, it can feel a bit like uh intentionally a, a bit like sort of snakes and ladders sometimes when you're playing fan slide you someone times out just before they score a goal or you slide someone into the game and they get booked five seconds later you're like lose you know <laughs> however many points depending on where you have put them and so it, it has that you know it has uh there's plenty of there's plenty of uh, sob stories and plenty of um uh, you know, plenty of people kind of punching yeah. the air so it's nice to have a kind of forum for, 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 for that as well um Yes, that's-
1: I've certainly. I was going to say I've certainly noticed the frustration element because I've, I've I've had a few goes on it. Um, I've got my interest was sort of quite early on, um, given it a few tries, and I will probably describe myself as mid-table mediocrity in terms of status at the moment. Um, I have had a few frustrations of my own. For example, I was about to put hotter uh, in or Jotter in the other day for Liverpool in the league game against West Ham. Um, literally scored. I think five seconds before I was planning to make the change. Um, so stuff like that happens, but it gives yeah. you that emotional investment, doesn't it? Up to a point, it's not, not yeah, obviously that, like
2: it's yes, exactly like team right.
1: support, as you said.
2: Yeah, you know, football. It, football is about emotions. Right, we love football because because it it creates an emotional response in us. It's you, you, you know, it's the it's the highs and lows, and you can't have one one lot without the other. We all know that. So, yeah, it's it's that was kind of that's what we wanted to achieve. Really, is to have that. You know, you're not going to. No game because it 's a one off game um you you know you don't you't don't, nothing you don't lose anything really you't it, it doesn't it doesn't damage you as a player you know if if it's f p l and you 've been playing all season and you you know get drunk and make ten transfers that cost you forty points accidentally <laughs> one night you yeah that's that could have ruined your whole season um but fans yeah. side, it's a, a one off game it it feels a bit like i 'm not a massive golfer I do play a little bit of golf. It's a bit, it feels a bit like golf in that you um you know, some rounds, some days you just you know, it just doesn't it's just not happening for you. Um and you've sort of lost, you know, you run out of balls on the, by the kind of third hole. Um and other days, you know, you 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 are on fire and everything goes in, you know, every part, you sink every part, you find every fairway. Yeah. This doesn't happen to me incidentally, but you know, it, it it's <laughs> it's those kind of things. And and actually it's and this is really important in terms of what we wanted to create, it's yeah, it is the taking part. It's playing the game. It's it. It is a game. It's meant to be fun to play, um, independently of uh, whether you're, you know, whether you've won money playing it or or whatever. Um, so at the moment we have a, uh, we're a, a free to play prize game. So we offer prize money on selected matches. Um, so slides free to download, uh, free to play, and on, on particular games each week we will put up uh, put up prize money for the top 5 or top 10 or or whatever it may be um yeah so it's yeah it's uh, it, it's it's meant to be fun uh, and and i would say it is and i mean it's, these things are difficult when you're uh, when you're running a business or when you're starting something or you know creating a product designing a product you're very close to it um i've obviously always believed in it uh, what's been great in the last few months is seeing yeah, you know, new people playing the game, um, uh, and 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 just seeing how much how much they love it. Um, I think Ross, you um, you first heard about it on listening to the Not the Top Twenty podcast. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yeah, I'm a regular listener to a lot of podcasts, that one included, which is excellent, by the way. For anyone that doesn't know, it's comprehensive coverage of the of the football league up and down the divisions. Um, they're very good. And you popped up, I think, on because you've got a, a sort of an advertising thing with them for their. The betting show yeah. um, edition, only which That's I think right. is quite good because it's uh, yes. it gives another another point of interest, doesn't it? I think and I mean you can argue almost as an eth- ethical element to this in terms of you've alluded to the betting thing and it's it's um, it's making interest in a game that wouldn't otherwise be of interest without resorting to betting, which of course can yeah. be harmful. Um So it's got that element to it, hasn't it as well?
2: Yeah, I mean. So i say I've worked in the betting industry. I I know how the betting industry works and, and I've seen quite a lot of changes over the years. You know, I think looking back, the the Gambling Act, um, the 2005 Gambling Act came in in 2007 um, did a lot of things uh, at the time. I don't know if you recall this, but there was a big debate about uh, super casinos, where the biggest casinos were going to be. Um, uh, meanwhile, not much attention was paid to the fact that everyone had a casino on their phone stroke laptop. Um, so th- I think they missed the trick in, in terms of, um, uh, probably safeguarding people, uh, who were betting online. Um, but, but the one really significant thing that happened in the gambling act that wasn't debated at the time, and I, I think has probably had the biggest impact, uh, was the allowing gambling, uh, betting companies to advertise on TV. So, Prior to night it's prior to two thousand seven there were no betting companies advertising on television now there are and you know all sport is is surrounded by um, betting adverts and I think a lot of them the tone of a lot of them is quite um, uh, it, it it it's it sort of normalizes betting and football so it's you know uh, certain companies have a very sort of you know ladsy kind of thing or, or um you know, there's a, a one prominent company that has a you know very serious actor giving his sort of you know bet in play like it's it's very aggressive bet in play now like if you don't bet in play are you really a, you know how, how hard are you? I think it's Ray
1: Winston, here, aren't we? <laughs> I, I am
2: thinking of him. Yeah, um, all all of that stuff. You know, I think that's I, I I feel like it's sort of normalized it to to in in a way, which mm. uh, you know. Uh, it's it's one of those things that it requires people to to you know be do it in a responsible way um half of all football fans bet on football um this is yeah it's not something that people are going to stop doing uh, in the same way they're not going to stop drinking and getting getting smashed on a saturday night or after the football so it's it's here to stay um we we our plan as a business with Fanside is, is to actually um eventually bring in a not um fixed odds betting in the way that sort of normal uh, bookmakers operate but to allow people to bet against each other on how they perform in fan slide um so this is this is a, a model that is you know in in the in the states they they call it daily fantasy um where you you know you, you you put up a stake of uh two quid and go into a pot to win 10 grand or whatever it may be if you if you come out on top so that's that's our sort of longer term plan for the business that's not uh we don't have a a betting license at the moment. And that's something we, we'd be applying for in the future, or, or potentially uh, we'd license the game to someone to do that. Um, but the, the, the difference with that is, uh, and again, this is kind of in, in the in the design of the product really is thinking about actually, if you do, if you take that approach, you're, you're if you place a stake at the beginning of the match, you're, you're getting a whole game's worth of entertainment for that. And this is for me, Personally and 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 from my experience of working in the industry, betting it becomes um dangerous or can can become dangerous where you because when when a bet uh, ends, either successfully or unsuccessfully, the, the excitement ends with it. So you you then have to place another bet to 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 have that same in- engagement. And if you're you know we all know about people that the phrase "chasing your losses" and if you lose several bets, you you might be encouraged to think, "I'll have another one to try and try and win it back." So, so it's those cycles that can be can be difficult, I think, and 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 can cause cause problems. Um, and and that was really with FanSlide. If we do go that route and and have peer to peer or not peer to peer, person to person betting, pool betting, effectively, then you're not really in that situation because you're it's kind of like going to the cinema you you pay your ticket you you know you're going to get 2 hours of entertainment you you might not you might not enjoy the film but you you get to sit there for 2 hours and, and watch it like with fanside you you get to play the game and it makes the match more exciting um hmm. and hopefully that you know it's not you're not necessarily doing it to to win money you're doing it to be entertained um yeah. and that's uh, i think that it has the potential to i I think it's a much healthier uh, way of creating that excitement and engagement and um uh, that's yeah i think it, it has the power to be quite quite disruptive um and of course we it's it's a model of uh of engagement around sport that can be replicated not just you know it doesn't have to just have to be football we can do it on on other sports as well
1: hmm. yeah it's interesting and um i mean certainly so, so to, to clarify so you you probably carry on playing the uh, you can play the version of the game that currently exists um, regardless of what happens in the future absolutely. so you'll still, yeah. still be able to play this this all against all match by match um set yeah. up as well
2: yeah absolutely uh, yeah and then the next uh, so the next sort of phases for the for the app will be um breaking the tables the standings down so at the moment you can when you download fan Start, you can search for friends that are on the app yeah so you can, you can search people for your you can search by name you can connect your contacts connect your facebook friends and when once you've connected to someone as a friend uh you can then filter the the standings in a in a, in a match like the filter the leaderboard just to so show your your friends so you can see how you're doing against your mates rather than <clears throat> scrolling through the hundreds of people or, or whatever hopefully soon the thousands of people who who are who are playing um yeah. But then we we will we'll bring in uh, the ability to slice it up further so we'll, you have a table that's just brighton fans for example uh, you can have a table that's uh, all people that have come from a particular podcast if you enter a code a bit like how the fantasy premier league works now um mm-hmm. so that that will all, that will all come as well and fantasy will always be a free to play uh, game with prize money that is is fun and that, that it's not there's no sort of inducement for people to to, to bet it's a you know it's a it's a free to play game um that's yeah. that's really important to us that it it always it always is sounds great and and the other
1: thing it's sort of tied in with what you've said actually about getting drunk and putting a load of changes in the ruin it uh, on fantasy football similarly um i've got the problem where i there's always a period in fantasy football where i forget to um to do something and i've, I've just two weeks in a row i've forgotten to take out van dyke i keep going on there after they've closed down for the you know the, the yeah. update period and that's well, it hasn't necessarily ruined the whole season because it was a long season. It's irritating me thinking whatever I do now, is not going to be as good as it should have been? Yeah. Um, whereas with this, you can you can do with it what you want. You can have you can you can arrange your own sort of mates plans around the game, can't you? You can just, as you yeah. said, you can find friends on there, score it even now before you have get any other formal mini league set up. You can still do a, an equivalent to that now yeah, on your own which is good. Yeah, so, totally, so yeah. based on that, Peter. You haven't played it yet. How does that
0: sound to you? Yeah, it all seems to make sense, I think. It's like, yeah, actually sounds, yeah, it made it sound really entertaining. I might actually give it a go this weekend, seeing as I've literally, yeah. especially there's literally nothing
2: else to do. Excellent. <laughs> well, this, this is lockdown now. It, it does feel like, um, it does feel like a good time to, to be launching something like this. Um, you know, everyone's stuck at home. Hopefully it sounds like pay-per-view is uh, is going to be, yeah. be a thing in the past. Um Obviously, we've as Brighton fans, we've been treated to to some great matches that we've missed by not if you're not paying for pay per view. Um, that
0: probably affects your audience quite a lot because, frankly, I don't see many people paying fifteen quid to watch Brighton against Burnley.
2: I mean, organize. yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be a pretty small uh, cohort that, 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 people that. that
0: people are more uh, likely to do it if they're watching, I suppose, than if they're in if they're not watching.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is this this is the interesting. I think quite a lot of people will. Um, what quite a lot of people do follow matches on FanSlide and play fan on games that they're not, not actually watching the, the original idea was always about it being a companion, a second screen that, 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 accompanies the football. Um, and actually in that, that is one of the biggest challenges as a, as a kind of designing a product is it when right back at the beginning, when I, when I started designing the game, I, I looked at how uh, video games were um, measured, how they're kind of scored and, one of the uh, sort of categories is, is engrossment how engrossing is this game and actually fan side we it, we don't want it to be engrossing its job is to engross you further in the football it's 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 meant to make watching the football more more interesting um so it's finding that i, I think we've we've done a reasonable job of striking that balance between the game the the game fan side is uh, is 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 engaging and uh, and, and interesting, and you'll, you you want to look at it, but it's not it's not dominating your attention and stopping you from watching the football. Um, certainly, that's the intention. I mean, it won't won't work like that for everyone, but but it seems seems to be doing doing okay at the moment. It
0: might be more interesting than football given some games I've seen over the years.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that, that's the other thing as well. Is like the you know the the, the kind of yeah you know, the Burnley Southampton when it's kind of nil nil actually that is still interesting because you you, you've still got something to play for in fan slide. Um, and if you think a game is going to be dull, then you can change your, your tactics accordingly and try and cash in on defenders who aren't going to be conceding. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stats and a lot of, um, strategy behind it. Um, but also it's, I mean, this is really, again, like what, what we sort of set out to create is it's, it's about reading the game. So you might start out thinking, you know, I think, uh, um but so tonight's game you might think okay i don't think i think don't think brighton are going to concede in the first 20 minutes so i'll i'll chuck in three brighton defenders to sort of cash in on that i think it'll be quite cagey but if after 3 minutes you just think christ we're we're totally under the cosh um, ho- hopefully I, I should have started this example the other round uh if, if you're completely under the cosh we slide those defenders out and save their save their time for later hopefully pick up some clean sheet points to them later on and you might slide in a you know yeah. attackers from the other team or whatever um yeah, but it, the, it, you get clean to sheet, i was going to say the clean sheet points come if you manage
1: to uh to have your defender last 20 minutes either in one stint or collectively yeah, over several means. stints because you can move them in and out up to a maximum yeah. of 20 can't you for
2: the yeah standard so the, stuff. Yeah, yeah the the, the game it, it, in fan side you can use every player on the pitch so every player from both teams for for a maximum of 20 minutes so you have to decide when you when you're going to have them live and and scoring your points um
0: strikers and from a team who's losing one or you might keep them for the last 20 minutes because they're a good chance their team will be really throwing players forward
2: yeah exactly yeah
0: striker from the other team as well because they might catch you on the break
2: yeah totally totally and if you're watching and you're quick enough yeah there's a delay when you slide in and out but if you see I know Denver Bar the other day for for um for Istanbul against uh, United Yeah, if you're quick quick enough you might have thought to to slide him in in time for him to score a goal um probably cuz he was running quite slowly <laughs> he probably would have had time um, sort of rolling <laughs> yeah. back the years um but yeah it, it, absolutely that it's 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 about um uh, thinking ahead you know having a bit of a strategy thinking of certain players that that t- tend to get substituted making sure you've used up their time uh, there's loads of stats in the app if you double tap on a player you get a kind of pop-up that with a graph showing how their points are where where in a match they score their points uh, that kind of thing and so yeah, there's there's loads of you know we've wanted to create it you know, we know how interested football fans are in in, in stats and in, in in analysis these days in the way that they weren't 20 years ago um, so yeah, hopefully we've sort of catered for that as well. There's plenty of plenty of resources. Yeah.
1: One thing I'm not sure been mentioned. Uh, forgive me if we have, but um, the other thing with the three positions you put the players in, you get standard score, double score, and treble scored, don't you? According yes, to where right. you place them. So there's that element of yeah. tactics as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah single, double, treble points uh, depending on where you where you slide a player in. So if you're if yeah. you're sliding in Mo Salah, you're probably going to have him in in the treble slot. Um, yeah but so you have this extra sort of level of, of thinking about who you slide in and, and where and obviously when yeah. you've got, when you've got most salary in treble you, you know, you're using up time that means you can't use him later but also it means you can't have anyone else in treble in the treble point slot while he's there so it's yeah. um yeah it's that kind of yeah.
0: and are all um, points the same for each player so you don't get more for defender scoring do you for at the
2: national no right? no it's all it's all the same um to yeah we try and keep like I say, it's it's one of those things. I think it's it, it when you start describing the ins and outs of it, it can sound quite complicated. But when you play it, it's actually it is it is really intuitive. Um, uh, and, it, and that's you know that's one of those things we wanted to just try and keep it keep it as simple as 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 we can. But there's there's lots of opportunities for defensive players to score points, um, and, and goalies you know they get points for tackles, interceptions, blocks. Um, if you do a last man tackle, you get extra points for that. Um hmm. winning defensive headers. Um yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's plenty, plenty going on.
1: Yeah, well Peter, as I said, I'm mid-table mediocrity. So I'll give you a game once you've had a few warm-ups on it, and um, I'm sure yeah. you can beat me. Um I think it's well, the sort of game anyone can. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt
0: it. It's like you seem perfectly doing a prediction thing. So
2: it's actually true yeah, baby. We just uh, we just ran some numbers on um on on on. So when you when you sign up, you 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 say which team you support. Um, and, and Brighton is, unsurprisingly, probably the most supported uh, team on there. I, I I I put a post on North Stand chat originally when we were looking for some extra testers. Uh, and then more recently, I've done a done a sticky uh, post on 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 North Stand chat, and we've had quite a few Brighton fans signing up, and again giving giving some great feedback on that. So, yes. is there any game? How many? Is
0: there like the FA Cup this weekend? Will you have games in there, or is it just?
2: Uh, we, no, so we 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 have uh, at the moment we have uh, Premier League, Champions League, um, Championship. Uh, we we also have access to the Europa League, FA Cup. But we, we, so we, we we're kind of choosing which games to make live at the moment, and generally we're just doing televised games. Um, so actually, like this weekend, for example, we've got uh, Cardiff Bristol City at six o'clock tonight. Uh, then we've got uh, the Southampton uh is it Southampton Newcastle i think isn't it uh and then we'll have the two uh the, the BT Sport lunchtime game tomorrow uh and then the later game and then the two sky matches on on uh, sunday is it planned uh, so to have being... more,
0: though, in the end or have more games sorry is it planned to have more games in the end then
2: or yeah absolutely yeah in 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 time we'll have we'll have everything um uh so this weekend yeah, oh cuz it's man city liverpool sunday so there's a there's a big prize pot there's a two hundred and fifty pound prize pot on the man city Liverpool game so because it's kind of early days for us you know we, we are just a we are a pretty early stage startup at the moment so we, we try and sort of focus on one game a week that we know most people are going to be watching and, and bump up the prize money for that and and try and uh use that as a as a way of getting getting more people to to play um but I say the good yeah. good thing is the people that are playing it are coming back and, and and playing again and they're, they're telling the mates about it which is you know what what we wanted yeah we're we're all football fans we wanted to build a, a game that makes football uh, more fun when you're watching more games for, for fans and uh, yeah that's uh, hopefully that's what we've what we've done
1: yeah we we mentioned the not the top 20 podcast earlier on i don't know george elekin Annie maxwell but they've done um, done a great job of their show and i know they've um this sort of game does lend itself sometimes to people who are into their stats and those guys certainly are and i've noticed they've been doing pretty well on it haven't they apparently
2: yeah george uh, george was i think george won his first game or he finished second then he won his next one um oh show sure. it's been a bit it's been a bit tougher for him since so they've yeah we we've been sponsoring their thursday betting show um and and um, offering prize money on the Friday night championship game, uh, so we've had tons of uh, their listeners playing. It's been really really good fun. Lots of sort of banter in the chat, um, and um, yes, yeah, good to uh, good to have that kind of. I, I always, um, I it always felt really important to me that we cover championship as well as Premier League. There's a lot of championship games on Sky, and and all those clubs are really well supported um so it's been really yeah really good to get those guys on there the 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 funny thing the first week that we sponsored their pod um there was i don't know a couple of hundred people uh, playing on the championship game and in the chat people were thanking george and ali for for telling them about fantaside so it's like they obviously we're, we're sponsoring them but the the response was oh yeah thanks, thanks for telling us about this so that, that would that oh, would be my, my my advertising start would be you know play fanslide and tell your friends because they'll, they'll they'll thank you for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant stuff, great. Well, i um, I look forward to playing plenty more of that and and seeing how the game develops as well. Certainly look forward to uh, having a a board drawer of sorts uh, or the, whatever the equivalent could be with Peter if we have a game. Um, you'll have to let us know how you get on, Peter, with your um, early plans on that one. Um, We'll probably have a quick plug for the game again at the. Well, actually, we might as well do that now. So, if you if people want to to sign up to the game, they can get the app, which is tablets, Apple and Android phones, etc. The usual, the usual stuff, yeah, isn't it's, it?
2: Yeah. So it's in it's in the App Store. Um, not sure if you can download it on an iPad. Actually, I, I, you, um, can, yeah, I do, I, you
1: can. Yeah, I did it the other day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's in the App Store and it's in the Google Play Store. Just search for Fan yeah. Slide, um, and like I say it's it's free to play. We, we we do say uh, that it's for 18 years and and, and over um, just because it's a uh, it's a although it's not a betting app it's it's a um, it feels like a it's a grown up game rather than a, a, yeah. a game um, and certainly if we yeah. introduced an element of betting to it in the future we'd like to make sure that it wasn't something uh, that kids were, were playing so yeah, yeah. great
1: so get on it guys give it a go that's what I yeah. recommend I enjoy so that's good. yeah um, um,
2: um, if you if you do if you do listen to this and uh and, and get playing give us a follow us on twitter as well at, at fanslide and if you when you play your first game if you drop a message in the chat uh saying that wait that you've heard it here I'll, I'll i'll be in there and and we'll say hi as well so
1: excellent fantastic for what it's worth i'm i'm called poddy power brp uh my wife for the amusing uh poddy power suggestion brp just being Brighton rock podcast um so look out for me if you can find me that far down the table. Um, but uh, Peter's smiling away; it won't relegation be for long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't have any relegation zones because I'll be no. I've done. I've done about midway.
2: There's there's still quite a lot of um, a lot of good Brighton kind of usernames that still haven't been taken. So, uh, I, 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 in testing, I had a few accounts where, where I I was using. Uh, I had one that was North Stand. Uh, that's that's still free um huh? i think seagull seagulls are probably still free so you could uh you could could knock yourself out on the, some prime brighton usernames before fan yeah, side is a, is a huge global success i've
1: seen um, I've, I've seen peter's fancy football names he goes for the quite obvious ones which is not a bad thing but so get in there peter <laughs> i might have to regenerate myself with a new name otherwise um swinging things back to the albion so just just on to recent times um What's your opinions, Joe, on the, well, and, and Peter on the recent Albion travails? I'm thinking, in general, uh, as far as question to Joe and to, to both of you in terms of the Spurs game. Um, first of all, in general, uh, Joe, how, how do you think we're doing? Um, Premier League era, I'll say.
2: <laughs> I mean, over the last few years, I think you've got to be happy with with, with what what we've achieved. Um, I think last year. I think it was the right decision to um, to move on from from Chris Hutton when we did, although although I didn't feel that we did it in the in, in the in the right way. I think it could have been handled a bit differently. But um but as as a football decision I think it was probably the right one. Um yeah, that first first day away at Watford last year was uh you know, that three 0 and it was like it's you know, we made two attacking changes when we're 1-0 up with 20 minutes to go or whatever it was. It was like... It's actually
0: oh from the year before when we were dreadful at that uh, Watford on the first day. We just didn't yeah, turn. It was kind
2: of... exactly. Um, yeah, that was... It was like, my God, this is a, this really is a new era. Um, and, you know, the, the Spurs game uh, was you know, incredible. So, uh, you know, I think we, we did the right thing. Yeah, it, you know, it got a bit sticky towards the end. Um, but I think you can underestimate how how difficult it is for a team to to adapt to a new you know totally new way of playing um and so what felt like a real transition season you know I think actually we did we did pretty well um this this season i mean it's been frustrating hasn't it i know you know there, there's a limit to how many times you can be happy with losing when you've played well um and and i just think you know we it, it's partly a mentality thing you know we you, you know, our, playing well against man united and and, and losing is not, it's not a good feeling, you know, it's, um, but, but equally, yeah, there is, I, I, I think I saw uh, someone on, on Twitter, uh, somewhere I just said, you know, we, we just battered Man United and were robbed of victory. So like, t- tell that to your, to your 1997 self. So, yeah, know, there, there's a little bit of that as well, but, yeah. you know, we, it, to be honest, we've, we've probably, you know, we've been lucky really to stay up in the last couple of seasons. There's been, We've been fortunate in that there's been a few dire teams each year, um, and and to be honest, it looks like there are again this year. Um, so I'd, I'd like to think we're not going to be in be in trouble, um, but there is that frustration just with the way the way we play. Without you know, we do lack that kind of killer sort of creativity and finish in the in the in the last third. And I don't know. I mean. If, Quite encouraged by yeah. by, by how Lalana's played, and good to see him playing playing ninety minutes the other day. But you know, it, it feels like we need that sort of spark, that creative spark. Um But again, you know, we're not going to get ninety minutes out of him every week, and I'd be surprised if he if he's you know, yeah. he two thirds well, of the game to be honest. Yeah. I mean, speaking I mean,
1: speaking I mean, of Lalana, we're lucky to get we're, we're potentially lucky to have got any time out of him after after the Kane challenge. Um yeah. Which apparently Jose has been, boy, well, he's been pressed on the matter. He's been pushed by the media, to be fair to him. But he has come out fighting, saying that Lalana was reckless in the challenge
0: and it was definitely a foul. I'm never going to admit that <laughs> he got a decision in his favour, though, is Mourinho. Let's be honest. No, I agree with the second half of that sentiment. It was definitely a foul. It's <laughs> not the first bit. I think what we were talking about, obviously, I missed the review of the Spurs game this week. And as Joe's saying, I think my concern is, well, my, in a lot of ways, my concern is, we lose to Man U and play well, and it's all very well, but exactly, you get nothing for it. And then against West Brom, we just don't turn up for the second half in the games we mm. should be winning. And then yeah. and it, it, it feels... That's the frustration, and, yeah, isn't it? I'm no way, in any way, thinking Potter should should go or anything like that. But we do have the same problems that we had a year ago, and he's not fixed them. We're not... You know, we make, you concede silly goals, and we're not taking our chances or creating enough chances up front. And how long can you go on with this and still survive? You know, it's a, it's a not a great combination. You know, conceding quite a few, and because for the first time in the Premier League, we're actually conceding quite a lot of goals, and we haven't ever had that problem before.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, I mean, that West Brom game was deeply frustrating. Um, I mean, we were lucky. We were lucky to we were lucky to get a draw in the end, weren't we? Let's yeah. be honest. It
1: was we were holding on. Weren't we? I don't yeah. know what. You'd I was going to say, you almost give up on the... You, you quite happily um, sort of see the um, the pride of playing really well against a good team and deserving to win and having the media say you deserve to win, which often they don't say. It's always about the big team being bad. But even if you, we, we have, to be fair, being bigged up by the media this year, but you, you take away one of those performances like the Man U performance, where we not only deserve the draw but the win. If you could have us play properly and win properly in a game like the West Brom game because in the end you're it you around, end up you? with 1 point out.
0: Poorly against Man U losing 4-0 or something like that and then turning up against West, yeah, West Brom and winning two, exactly. You know
2: yeah. are you are we, we, to be fair we've been doing it for years haven't we let's be honest like it's you know it's happened a lot in the Premier League like last season the season before the number of games where you know we've conceded late equalizers or you know you look back and you think uh, yeah, the number of times you look back and think, "Well, that should have been that, that draw. That should have been three points. That should have been three points." Mm. You know, last year, home to Burnley, home to West Ham, all these games we were like, how have, we, "How have we not won that game?" You know, Palace away, oh. uh, yeah. Palace away, um, oh yeah. The new, new, Car- a big list, wasn't it? Newcastle away, where we battered them nil nil. Like these, and uh, at
1: home as well. We should have beaten them at home. Yeah. there's a big list of teams that we. have OK, you're not going to win every game you deserve to win or should win. But, you you know, there are way too many of them Or we didn't. Villa away, okay.
0: I've rarely seen as much domination for half an hour as we had at Villa. And then Moya obviously it's with Moy getting so it was a bit different, but, yeah. we, you know, we should have been two or three up after half an hour, to be honest. And we were only one up and that's what gave yeah. them a chance. I, mean,
2: uh... I read in the Athletics week that obviously there's been a, some sort of bust up. um I don't know who it was with, but there, there was a Mopé bust up with someone. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, yeah. I really, I like my. I really like Mope, I like his work rate, um, but I, I feel like he. I feel like he finishes difficult chances much better than he finishes easy ones. Um, yeah. He he's he's fluffed quite a lot of quite a lot of decent chances. Um, Alice
0: Way was uh, one that. I mean, he took the ridiculously difficult route there, didn't he?
2: And kind of. Yeah. I it, I don't know. It's just that when you look at, I remember a few years ago when the guys I go with. It, you know, just kind of banging on about Danny Ings, saying how, how much he wanted. He bright should sign Danny. You look at a player like him, who you know is he, just prolific. Um, and, and what what sort of team would be with someone like that? Someone like that up yeah. front. I know.
1: Well, we had we've had Tim Vickery on recently. We're very, very pleased to have had. Um, and listening to his podcast on the World Football Phone and, and elsewhere, he's he's always quoting. I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's a thing about speed of thought, speed of movement, speed of action. And I think with more pay, you've got, I think when it's instinctive, any striker can do it. And I think that's what we're talking about with the more difficult chances where he knows he's got to get a shot off. But when, he, w- when he's got time, I think compared with Ings, I think he's, uh, for example, he, he's that little bit slower. When he's got time, he tries to relax into having the time and then thinks yeah. about it just a split second too it's long.
0: To I think, I, I think the thing with yeah. Albion, we overcomplicate things as well. We won't shoot when we get mm. a chance to, you know, we you know, try and pass it one more time or we'll try and, in Mope's case, take it inside and try and shoot. When actually, yeah. he'd be much better off on his right foot taking a shot.
1: Yeah. I think the more we can get quality players in in numbers, it's a gradual process, isn't it? Trying to recruit. Why well, it's so important to stay in the division is because we're gradually building a squad of players of the right quality I think Lalana obviously has won well back if subject to fitness is another what do you think about the guy I'm now going to start calling Mighty Mouse um, apparently the players are calling him tick in training um, it's Mr Lamptey <laughs> he's, he's another one who can really light things up can't he he's uh, he's certainly got a spark about him um, apparently this thing with tick it was I think what the journalists were saying they could hear him shouting. Players shouting his shouting his nickname out, "Tick," on the pitch, which was a bit surreal. If you'd imagine, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> but um, anyway, regardless of nicknames, he yeah, he's a, he's a prospect, isn't he?
2: He's he's special, isn't he? I mean, uh, yeah, enjoy it while he lasts, right? I mean, uh, he, I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd be surprised if he's playing for us next season, to be honest. Um, like he's just looks. I know he's 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 still a little bit raw defensively, probably, but. I mean, he's just he just looks he just looks sensational. And he he's one of those guys who there's certain players who just look like they love playing football. Like he, he he's loving it, isn't he? Every minute, he's so sort of effervescent. He's just yeah, it's fantastic to watch. And yeah, he, he had that chance where he was kind of suddenly broken and he's running through the middle. <clears throat> Can't remember what game that was now. Um might have West Brom. Um but he he just you know you, you want that sort of player who just suddenly crops up all over the place um, and he, mm. oh, it's just fantastic to watch. He's quick enough World to
0: Barber. recover as well if he if he does lose it. A, He's what sorry? Quick enough to recover as well if he does lose mm. it, rather than just leaving himself you know completely isolated. or whatever, he can get back.
2: Yeah, I mean you don't I don't think we're going to concede many on the break from corners. la a Man United uh, with him 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 on the on the halfway line.
0: The irony is, though, if what you're saying is true about, you know, maybe he wouldn't be here next season, we, none of us may get a chance to see him play in a in a proper match. Some of yeah. some people would have gone to Chelsea friendly, but, yeah, no one else would have got a chance to see him play for Albion in an actual actual match. And yeah. It's weird you said that, because... Um, by far, our will say, by about five times or something like that, potentially.
1: It's been mentioned before. I think we had a chat on one of the WhatsApp groups about that, and um, I'd completely forgotten about it until so you've mentioned it again now. It's weird. It doesn't feel like I haven't seen him live. Well, I haven't thought about it, <laughs> but but you're right. Yeah, it's yes, ridiculous
0: that, saving, I think and he was man the match there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's only been what the friendly with Chelsea, where people may have had the chance, yeah. um, which we didn't. We didn't go down for that. I, but, I went
2: uh, to that actually. It was um, uh, it was it was fun actually. It was uh, yeah, it was. I, I was just desperate to 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 just mm. go to the annex and uh, yeah, me and me and the guy sit next to um Stuart. We went yeah. It was nice, to, yeah. nice to go back there obviously it was pretty surreal um but uh yeah yeah it's going to be a while
1: yeah well next up is bernie we're recording this mid-afternoon so a lot of people will listen to this podcast after the game's probably taken place i'd imagine but we're speaking before it so on that basis quickly predictions for the game uh, peter first of all do you fancy us in this one i
0: know look- this is
1: a massively yeah, pivotal yeah. match
0: don't have a great feeling. I don't ever have a great feeling before games against Burnley, though. <laughs> I can't really. Um, they
1: suck the life out of you, don't they? If and I had to push
0: it, I'd say on a one-all draw. I Yeah, I'd, I'm probably one of their ex-Albion players will score their goal: Barnes or Wood or Stevens or. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I'd, what a cheery thought.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, if they all go,
2: you're you equally up,
1: enthusiastic.
2: I. I <laughs> god i mean i don't want to i don't want to say i like fanciest to, to win this game because it just feels like a it just feels like a west brom all over again doesn't it um i hope i hope you know do you know what i mean in this i thought we played really well against spurs there was there was in fact just before uh just before they scored i sent a message saying you know we're, we're a decent side uh to, to on, on my sort of uh up the albion whatsapp group um um, we are, and it's, oh, it's your we,
0: fault they scored then.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I'll put my hands <laughs> up that one. Um, you know, it's we know we could just turn up and and completely roll them, but do we think that's going to happen? Probably not. Um, I'll go for a one nil Albion victory with with a sort of you know standard kind of onslaught towards the end uh, where we're just clinging on. I'd take oh, a deflected oh. goal. I, I think uh, you know. Ashley Barnes' deflection would be nice. Maybe maybe, he can can trip (laughs) the ref over and get sent off as well. (laughs) Anyone got any idea what the team will be? I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't know where to start. God.
1: Uh, Yeah. I've no idea whatsoever. (laughs) Of course. Um, I think Sanchez might start again, though. I think he he's played quite well, and I do think he'll get another chance. Who knows? But I think he will. I think Morpé will come back in. I think the point's been made, whatever that is, behind the scenes. And we can't afford to have another game without a striker in there. And um, I don't know if Connolly's still carrying the nickel that apparently it was at the weekend. But I think Morpé starts. I think Sanchez starts. Um, yeah, if he starts
0: early home with no strikers, I think probably the crowd well, will- yeah.
1: <laughs> the crowd will be hypothetical crowds will be will be fuming yeah yeah I I don't i'm in, gonna go i think go ask, two,
2: one i think andy Nader said in the athletic that um that Zakiri i don't know if that's correct correct pronunciation of his name and, yeah, and Zikiri, so. um, has been impressing more more than Connolly in training i don't know if yeah. that was, you know, if that's that right or not i mean he's generally pretty good on that sort of thing
1: yeah, I wonder um, if we get a chance to see him today. It might well do. I, I think, think if we play. play. <laughs> it might do. I mean, we could we could feasibly play two strikers, maybe. Um, if we did, it could be something like Welbeck and uh, Connolly if he's fit, or just one one if not. And then zakiri coming off the bench because if if a system is working well, but someone like Welbeck can't last the ninety, then uh, but but starts the game, then maybe that's where Zakiri gets his chance to come in into a, a format that's working well in that particular match, maybe. We'll see. Um, I think it's definitely one way or the other. It's a pivotal game, game this season. Based on what's gone before, games we deserved to win and didn't, games we should have done better in and didn't, we've got to step up and get a win at this stage now. There's an international break coming. The psychological pressure, the actual fan pressure, albeit from a remote location, uh, will start to come in, won't it? If Especially if we lose this game and start to give the impetus to another team that's been out of form with a bad start, same as West Brom were. Um, then it starts to get worrying, doesn't it? So it's it's a pivotal, certainly in terms of losing would be a disaster in this match. And I think the pressure would be heaped on Graham Potter. There's a few early birds already uh, making vibes that are not happy with him to carry on, but that's ridiculous for me. But, yeah, if they we'll lose this game, it's going to be a biggie, isn't yeah, it?
0: We've um, as well after that, cause we've got Villa away. We never win at Villa. I'm not even sure we have ever won at Villa.
1: No, I don't think so. We'll
0: home, which obviously is tough. Southampton having a really good start. And they we never, we've never we beaten them in the Premier League either. And then Leicester away, we also haven't beaten in the Premier League. So it's not, not an yeah.
1: easy... Not Joe an looks easy. like he's about to head-bang the table there. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at the fixtures, yeah. Mm. Way yeah, to foot
0: well,
2: oh. up. <laughs> Maybe we can win yeah. there.
0: I've, I haven't forgotten the last game at Fulham when it pissed down with rain and we were two up at half-time and then oh, we were going to 4-2. It was kind of... Uh, I, think, yeah. I think that was the one that kind of uh, turned the form around under Hughton. We were doing okay up to that point and then that game kind of... Yeah. us, You know, cause we I, up. I blame Raymond the gent, regular uh, listener
1: and contributor to the show for that one. He left at half-time and they were winning 2-0 and he, he only found out the score when he got home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, I'm blaming it all on him, to be honest. Even though that was a shrewd move on his part, you could thank also God. argue but, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so that's zero dear. But let's hope that doesn't.
2: I think it's the only the only Fulham away I haven't been to in the last God knows how long. And uh,
0: very well there, God.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, Yeah, memories of other other games. Uh, yeah,
0: the, like the three before that, I think we won, didn't we? Because we won there the promotion season, but also the yeah. early on in the the second the pre promotion season, and then the. Even the relegation team would be
2: one I remember, I think it was the second game of the season, maybe. I, me- I remember coming out, singing, uh, we're top of the league um, uh, uh, and away away at Fulham. And Mets scored a
0: late penalty, didn't they, or something like that? I know, very yeah. Penalty. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then there was the, the Nathan Jones uh, Yeah, Christmas or whatever. Yeah, won,
0: I think we have on there three times in a row before. Yeah. Another, another, we won two one and we were they had missed a penalty. They had countless chances and I think we had scored two in two minutes where we about our only attack to the game pretty much.
2: That's right. Yeah. Excellent. So good. I'm
1: glad we're finishing on a, a slightly higher note than we were just a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm I'm gonna say that we're gonna we're gonna win this one two one. It's not gonna be easy because when you when you're desperate for a win it never is a comprehensive win, is it? Um it won't be a Newcastle, I don't think, with the three nil, but it, I think we'll get over the line in this one two one. And I really hope so. I can't stand Bernie anyway. Um, so on that note, Peter, thanks as always for joining me. And good to have you back after your ban. <laughs> um Joe, thank you very much for joining us. Um, you'll be welcome to come back on at some point if you'd like to, okay. either just to chat in the Albion or to give us an update on the game. Um,
2: yeah, brilliant. And
1: it's, once again, it's called Slide. Check it out, guys. It's really well worth it. So thanks, guys. And as we always finish, Peter, stand
0: or fall. Up the Albion. Podcast Network.